Hey there, Venture Pilgrims. We've got a special 10th episode for y'all. Yeah, we are super excited to dive into our interview with Maya Shaposhna Kadena, CEO and co-founder of Vetted Pet Health. In the interview, we'll hear about Maya's entrepreneurial journey from the Israeli Defense Force to founding Vetted at U Chicago's Booth School of Business and winning the People's Choice Award at the prestigious New Venture Challenge. Vetted provides personalized preventative health care for all you passionate pet parents out there looking to give your pets the healthiest and happiest life. We also have some breaking news that we are very excited to report from Vetted. You heard it here first, folks. That's right. And Maya, I got to tell you, is an incredible person and founder. We are truly honored to have her on the show. Let's dive right in. Let's do it. Is he here, kid? This is Venture Pill with your hosts, Sam and Brandon. We're here to prescribe you your weekly dose of venture capital and startup news to keep you informed in the evolving world of venture. All right, welcome back to Venture Pill. We welcome on Maya from Vetted Pet Health, based out of Chicago, and we're really excited to hear about your entrepreneurial journey and a little bit more about the company. So if you'll just start with a little of your background and how you started the company, we'd love to hear that and and dive in. Sounds good. So first, thank you both for, for having me. It was really a pleasure to meet you guys at South by Southwest. Um, so yeah, I'm Maya, and I'm a really passionate pet mom. I have a French bulldog. His name is Shore. He might pick up, you might pick up some sound because Shore does snore. So if you hear <laughs> that, you just have to know that's him. That's not a human. It's a it's my little dog. Uh, and so yeah, I was born in LA. I moved to Israel when I was 17, and I did the military there. And I actually started my entrepreneurial journey because after a year of serving, I founded a company that did international events in Israel. And at first it was just a joke, but then 1,100 people showed up to the event. And I realized that I really like touched something pretty significant. So we scaled the company in five years and we became the largest international event producer in Israel. Uh, So we sold that company and then I moved to the United States. I was living out of Manhattan in New York. And I was a professional fundraiser. I got recruited. I didn't even know what that means. But I basically (laughs) would just go meet individuals and solicit them for donations. And I used to do major gifts. So I got this crazy like skill set. And I, after four years there, I felt really ready to go back into the entrepreneurial grind. And I thought to myself, what do I love so much? And what am I really passionate about and also kind of annoyed and upset with? And I fell upon the pet care space and in particular, some intersection between like vet care, going to your vet and pet insurance that I always felt wasn't filling the right gap for the pet parents. And that's when I fell across this space in preventative care for pets. And so I decided to go to business school to take a break from my last job and to just allow myself the time to really 
look at that area. And that's where I met my co-founder, Ashley. And that's how we founded Vetted together. Awesome. Great, great story there. And in our research, we saw a couple articles from UChicago booth. I'm wondering what went into your decision there to attend UChicago. I know with your husband as well and how the entrepreneurial community in the scene there is and how that fostered the beginning stages of Vetted. Yeah, I mean, University of Chicago Booth was probably the best decision I could have done for Vetted. And to be honest, like a lot of people are like, why are you going to business school if you want to start a business? Just start the business. And I know that works for some people, but in the world where you look at like, you know, competitive advantages, the fact that the Chicago Booth Network is at the palm of your hands is a huge plus. And they're known for their accelerator. They have an accelerator program. It's called the New Venture Challenge. You see these massive companies coming out of it, like Grubhub came out of it. And they basically put you through the gauntlet for like 10 weeks. It's really brutal. Like, it's tougher than real life. Like, it's tougher <laughs> than pitching to VCs. I can tell you that. And they just really make sure you know every aspect of your business, that you are aware of all the risks, or that you're at least aware that there is going to be a lot that you don't know how to do, but you need to have the mindset to just fight through it until you figure it out and do it really quickly. So we went through this accelerator, and we placed third in the accelerator. We also won the People's Choice Awards, which was very valuable to us as a B2C company. And they gave us $250,000 in investment. And this is really just when we like had the idea in the, in the business model. And we just raised immediately around after that at one and a half million. So that is all attributed to the pressure test that the new venture challenge is. And it, that's the opportunity you get when you go to Chicago booth. Yeah, that's awesome. Sam and I have in our venture pill research become more aware of how popular and also crowded the virtual pet care space has become. So we'd like to know a little bit more about how Vetted differentiates itself from competitors like Dutch, which we've covered in a previous episode. Yeah. So, you know, I think that these platforms, they're all really important. And at Vetted, we see ourselves as a leader in preventative care and empowering pet parents from home. So we see ourselves as part of this movement and a lot of these other companies are part of this movement too. So we see them actually as complementary rather than competition because they're all trying to push forward having excellent pet care from home. From our angle, we're very focused on preventative care. So this is different than a lot of these other telehealth platforms that are really focused on emergency. Because think about it, like you're a pet parent, you're home, you see something wrong with your dog, you reach out on the chat and you want to know like, how urgent is it? Should I go to urgent care? Should I schedule a vet appointment in a week? Or like, can I just watch it and let it be? That is a reactive scenario, right? Because you're seeing something happen, you're responding to it through the chat. And the current space is really around reactive chat functions. For us, we're empowering the pet parent from home in a proactive fashion. So we're saying, why do we even need to get there? Why do we even why do we even need to get to a stage where pets are limping and having issues with their hind legs and then you're writing on the app? 
there are things that we know can prevent these things from arising in the first place, like giving your pets hip and joint supplements from the time they're age one years old. This is how you prevent these issues from arising. And instead of waiting for you to write us and say, hey, there's an emergency, help us, we reach out to you. So we're really a premium service, more like, think about it more like a virtual vet concierge service, a vet team that's obsessed with your pet, they're proactive, they're reaching out, they're getting real-time information about the health of your pet within your home, and they're guiding you, the primary caregiver, to get ahead of the curve and not just write us when there's an issue. That's the main difference between vetted and all the other telehealth platforms. I, I love that. And I can't help but imagine how well vetted would do in a dog-loving city like <laughs> Austin. We'll be there. Yeah. We'll be there soon. <laughs> yeah, well, so that's a good segue. We wanted to hear more, more about your plans for expansion. I imagine working with different states, cities even, presents its different challenges. So I know you guys are only available in Illinois now, right? Yes, I have news for you. I'll tell you. Okay. I saved it okay. just for oh. this interview. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, of course. So... Okay, there is basically another product we're launching now. This product will be available all over the country. Um, so right now, let's start with what Vetted has to offer today. So right now, what Vetted can offer is a holistic pet care plan. It's an annual membership. You get to choose if you want to pay annually or you can pay on the monthly payment plan. But basically, what you get is curated kits, our vet team. They ask you to go through a quiz. Through that quiz, they understand what is your breed, what is your age, what are their sensitivities, and what are some of the things that this um, breed age pet is going to face later on in life. They curate the items into kits, and then they send you these items directly to your home. And every single item in that kit is has to pass the vetted standard of care. It means it goes through a council of vets that debate aggressively whether the items are real and effective or it's just a good Instagram ad. And unfortunately, hmm. that's what we're seeing, a lot of really good Instagram ads. But our focus is always going to be on the pet. So you get these curated health kits directly to your home, and then you get all of our digital services. So on the digital front, you get an app. On the app, we're doing all of the reminding features for you, reminding you when to see the vet, when to brush the teeth, so that you don't have to think about it. We're also educating you on all of those services through the app. And we also allow you to chat with an entire vet team. So you can reach out to them, but they'll definitely be reaching out to you to get that proactive information. So that is only available in Illinois. What we're launching, and we're launching at the end of this week, which is why I'm announcing it here with you guys, is just our digital product. And the digital product will basically be the app with the reminders, with the education, curated content for you, the vet concierge team that you have on the app, and all of the perks associated with a vetted member. And our biggest perk, the one that we get like the most, you know, eyebrow raising perk that we have is that any veterinary emergency group that you go to, that's the best urgent care in the country, they will waive the doctor fee unlimitedly for a vetted member. So you wow. could technically go to a veg every single day and you wouldn't pay $1 to see the doctor. It wouldn't cover the diagnostics, but the 200 bucks to just see the doctor, it's unlimited waived fees. 
So you would get that in the digital product and that's going to be released at the end of the week. And it could be used by an Austin pet parent, a Miami pet parent, an LA pet parent, a New York pet parent. So that's what we're really excited about being able to give some accessibility to pet parents that are not in Illinois. Wow, congratulations. And we are honored, <laughs> we're absolutely honored to be breaking the news now. Um, that's really exciting. That'll be a great next step. Now, we want to talk a little bit more about the business model too. And what do you envision really where the growth is going to come from in terms of the current model with the full service that's available in Illinois, hopefully to expand later into other states versus this you know, more inclusive app style offering that, that you're about to launch? It's a great question. And I'll start with the app. So the reason we decided to launch the app is because through a conversation with pet parents, there is a huge educational curve on what you need to do at home with your pet. That is why Ashley and I got involved in this business in the first place, because we were going to the vet, we were getting pet insurance, but nothing was covering preventative. And nobody ever told us from home what we should be doing in between the vet visit that was only once a year. So it turns out that your pet is only getting crucial care once a year. It's not realistic. Like think about humans. We brush our teeth every single day. We're cleaning our ears. We're cutting our nails. We're <laughs> taking like we do our own grooming. We brush our hair. You know, there's all these things we do, but we're not doing it for our pets. And so then their health is paying the price. That educational curve, it's a steep one to do, you know, digitally in a year, in a couple months to a year. It takes time and it's a relationship that you build with the pet parent. So in Chicago, we're on the ground. We have incredible partnerships, partnerships with the best doggy daycares in the city, partnerships with the best um, shelters and rescues. We have those relationships on the ground. It's much easier to do that educational curve, but to do it nationally is a different type of lift which is why we said, let's at least introduce a product that educates and teaches the pet parent through the digital platform. And once we see that that growth is happening, then we can start to expand those healthcare kits directly to people's homes in other states. You asked about the growth, like where we see the growth. The answer for the growth is that once we have the digital and once we have the healthcare kits, the next step for us is really how can we cover more of the emergency side because we're not in the emergency side. And something that differentiates us significantly from other telehealth platforms is we do not diagnose or prescribe on the platform. We definitely advise and guide, but we will not diagnose and prescribe. And I just want to give you some context what, that, what the difference is. We have just seen that when you start to diagnose and prescribe through like a video chat like we're having right now, a lot of misdiagnoses happen. And at Vetted, we're not willing to negotiate the quality of care for your pet. We're not. We put the pet first, which means that the pet parent is second. And even if the pet parent really wants to just have a FaceTime chat to be like, okay, that's it. Peace of mind. I feel better. I spoke with a vet and there's nothing wrong with my dog's eye. But then all of a sudden your dog loses their eyesight. Like it's not something we want to be in the business of doing, even if it relieves the pet parent for that short period of time. And so 
we believe that because of that, because we're not diagnosing or prescribing, we need to offer our pet parents the next step for us is to offer something for emergencies. That when we say, hey, go, go to the urgent care, we already cover the exam fees for, for selected urgent cares, which is a huge perk. We want to be able to take it one step farther. We'd like to also help you with some of those bills that you need to pay for when you go to the urgent care. Yeah, that's a great distinction. I, I hadn't really thought about it that way, that some of these companies might be putting the pet parent first, causing more issues down the line. So Vetted puts the pet always first. I think I think pet parents can get behind that. Yeah, I love that angle. Yeah. Thank you. It was it was a it was a trial and error. Let's put it like that. You know, you we were really hoping we could diagnose and prescribe if I'm being totally honest with you, because we as pet parents, it's annoying to us, like if we have to go to the vet or we have to go to the urgent care. But after seeing just misdiagnosis after misdiagnosis, we just from a moral standpoint, we couldn't get behind it. And we just decided we're just going to put the pet first. No negotiations ever. Fair enough. Well, to switch gears a little bit more, we wanted to hear a little bit about your experience in the Israeli military and how that differentiates you as a founder. Yeah, I absolutely loved my time in the military and I'm very thankful for the experience because I don't know many situations where they take, you know, any organization takes an 18 year old and gives them so much responsibility and then says, <laughs> run with it. And you're like, what do you mean I'm 18? Like I just finished high school. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 you're good. You know exactly what to do. Just do it. And that experience is just life changing. You know, I, I know that it's harder for women like to raise money. The, the stats behind it are really significant. And I was in all the VC calls. I only had one woman on my call, like I 98% male. Like I get that. And I'm, I don't want to minimize that for a second. I think I have an added advantage that because the military put me to be in charge of all these male soldiers, I was naturally the only woman in the room. And so I was the only woman in the room, but I was the commander. So they looked and treated me differently. There was a high level of responsibility and respect. And so being now on all these calls and seeing like just, you know, only men on all the calls, I'm not intimidated at all because I've done it with a thousand men and they were all in uniform with weapons. So I'm definitely not intimidated on Zoom with suits, you know? Um, so I think honestly, that's the biggest takeaway that I have is just now I can see how I'm not phased by it and that I'm not intimidated and I can still be Maya the CEO of Vetted, no matter who's on the other end of the phone call. And just just out of curiosity, what was your specific role within the Israeli military or the IDF? Yeah, I was an infantry instructor. So infantry instructor means you have like ground troopers. And I was stationed on the border of Gaza and Lebanon. And so what we needed to do was train uh, infantry how to use specific uh tanks and different weapons that are on top of the tanks, but be able to do so to minimize civilian casualties whenever there is an operation. And so my job was to train them on the border right before they went into those places. Wow. That's, that's so badass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's I know. Awesome. And I was 18 
It's just crazy. Wow. That's crazy. You, know? uh, you just touched up on this in your explanation of the of your time in the Israeli military, but and Sam and I are pretty aware of the stats surrounding it. But what are some personal obstacles and challenges that you faced as a woman founder in VC, even in business school, just through all stages of your career? So I would say that the area that is the most different for me is that I know that I have I can't get away with things as much as a male founder would get away with things. So, you know, when I'm pitching and I'm in a group of other people pitching and I see the way other people are pitching and the way I'm pitching and I really love public speaking. I thrive in it. I'm not scared of the stage. I don't have stage fright the opposite. I get energy from it. So I just see that maybe there will be someone who has stage fright and is a little bit more tense. Their voice is shaky. The message is not as clear, but they'll get away with that more than I would get away with it if I was a woman on stage with that type of background. So it's just interesting to see that. And obviously, I want there to be a time where there is equality and we're judged equally. But I understand that I'm in the startup time clock right now. And the only way that I can push back against this is to break through and have a really strong Series A, continue to have strong rounds. And hopefully one day we'd love to take vetted public and be one of the women founders that take vetted public because you just see it very clearly in the public companies. How many women founders are there? They're just, I don't know, 25 or 30. There's not a lot. So yeah. I would love to be able, Ashley and I, to be those, the next ones. I love that. That's incredible. And certainly when we were looking at the vetted website into the team a little bit, there's a strong representation of women. I'm wondering how important that is to the vetted team to continue to hire women, uh, especially in those positions of leadership. Yes. So I'll give you guys some inside scoop because we already have inside scoop here. Yeah. <laughs> So our C-suite is not called the C-suite. It's called the B-suite because the V-suite is one level above the C-suite and we're all women. So we call ourselves the bitches suite. <laughs> exactly. I love that. And we're very proud of it. And we think that that's the way that it should be. So obviously it is important for us to have strong women leaders and we, it's really exciting because we can build a culture where you see that the, the management team is strong female candidates that can just power through and lift tremendous amount of pressure no matter, you know, no matter what. And that's really exciting for both Ashley and I. So obviously on, on that front, you know, if we can, if we meet excellent candidates that are women that we think are perfect fits, then we'll say, absolutely, come on the team. We trust you. Let's go. Let's build this. We can build our own culture. That's something really exciting about being a founder. Um, and then for the rest of the team, we do look for a, like, a general, like diverse team of individuals to come onto the team and to give their backgrounds and their perspective. One thing we all have in common is that we're all like obsessed with pets. <laughs> so that's the common ground of vetted. Like first and foremost, you have to be obsessed with pets. You don't have to have your own pet, but you have to be obsessed with pets. Fair enough. And I realized we didn't clarify this, but obviously, you know, most people think of dogs when, 
you know, at least I do when we think of pets, but what, what pets do you provide services for on the platform? Great question. For uh, the kit plus the digital option that we have, so our holistic plan, that one is only for dogs right now. We are launching a, a cat product in the next few months, but right now we're only servicing dogs. On the app front, however, just the digital product that is going nationally, it's both for dogs and for cats. Awesome. And any yeah. expansions into the the more, yeah, the, I the other, I don't know, the other types of pets? So the, the category, the other category is called exotics. Just okay, so that's the word know. I was searching for. Yeah, yeah. you could see me. <laughs> like, is, a, is, is a hamster an exotic? No, usually the like amphibians. So okay. snakes, and geckos, lizards, like stuff like that. Usually that's actually a booming industry. So we don't we don't think so yet. It's not in our current plans. But if we see an increase there, we would consider it. But it's not right now in our plans. We're sticking with yeah. dogs and cats. That's really where our passion heavily lies. And there's so much to be done there. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, we'd love to also hear about, you mentioned that you'd like to raise a series A next, eventually take the company public. What do you envision as the timeline for vetted to raise that next round and continue to grow? So I would say January of 2023 is when we'd like to raise the next round. And I'm already in conversations with a whole range of VC firms that I keep them updated. This is something that I'm really passionate about, not just reaching out to people when you need money. That's not a good strategy, but to just let them know about all the challenges you face, because those challenges bring incredible takeaways and they allow you to eliminate things and to focus. That's that's the best part about knowing that it's failed in one space is like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm now focusing my energy and time here. So I keep the investors updated and it looks like January of 2023 is going to be our, our next round. I raised the first round on a safe note and through the safe note that uh, University of Chicago Booth actually provided, we can raise an additional, I'd say around $500,000 on the safe note maybe a little bit more in order for us to not unleash a new equity financing round. So there is a chance that we will just raise on um, this current safe note we have to buy ourselves a couple more months if we need it. Right now, we're on a very like strong ground marketing campaign. So we're going to see which way that goes. And once we see that, we'll be able to make the decision. Should we raise a little more on the safe and then push out the next round a little bit longer? Or should we say we reached our goals for attraction, for users, for partnerships, for perks? And if we reach those goals, we'll be able to raise already around a little bit sooner than January of 2023. That flexibility is awesome to have there. You started mentioning about marketing. If you'll indulge us, what are, what are your marketing plans for Vetted? And how do you make Vetted's value props clear in marketing? Yes. That's probably the most important question of a startup in our stage. And I just want to say that if anyone listening to this interview is from the marketing department, you guys are badasses. <laughs> and I value marketers so much being internally in this process because everything falls under marketing. 
So you think about it like pricing, unique value proposition, branding, positioning, messaging, website, competitors, like digital marketing, SEO, organic search. I mean, social media, it's like, it's like just an incredible space. Um, for us right now, the stage that we're in is that we need to raise awareness and we need to teach people why preventative care. So we see ourselves as leaders of a movement. We are leaders of the preventative care movement. And so we're out there every single day. If we're not at the dog parks, if we're not at the doggy daycares we partner with, if we're not with the shelters and rescues, we're talking to pet parents directly and we're teaching them what they need to do for their pet's health from home. And once we can do those you know, pet health assessments and empower them to have that knowledge and tools, the next question becomes, okay, so how can I do this in an easier way? How can I do this in a way that's more cost effective? And who can really help me once I leave this booth talking to you guys? And the answer to that is vetted. So we're doing, that's the on the ground marketing campaigns. At the same time, we're doing other traditional marketing routes, the, the typical stuff with Instagram and digital media, you know, putting different social media ads on, testing those different messages, doing focus groups, all of those things, we're doing it as well. But those are more, have more of a long-term impact, whereas the on-the-ground marketing has that kind of quick kind of sales turnaround channel for us. Sure. And how do you think about segmenting out your target customer, your target market? Because when I look when I look at vetted, I think sure there are the people who just want to get the best possible care for their pet, and they're willing to pay for that. But I do feel like there is a segment there that might need the explanation behind the financial aspect of it. Preventative care, saving a lot of money for those unexpected, expensive vet visits, uh, those costs that you started talking about earlier in the interview. How do you segment out that messaging? How do you think about your target customers in that sense? Yes, we absolutely have a target customer and we are a premium brand. And I don't want to shy away from that because from a business standpoint, you must make decisions. And I had to make a decision early on when I looked at the business model. I had to make a decision. Should I lower the price? Therefore, should I lower the value? And the decision was absolutely not. We will not lower the value or the quality of care to the pet. We just won't do it. So once you make that decision, you understand, okay, the price point is going to be higher, but the quality is going to be the best of the best of the best. And so therefore you become a premium brand. And that's really what we're targeting. So we're premium, we're targeting millennials, we're targeting people that live in cities that usually, you know, the vet office is slammed. They can't get in there. And so they're not going to go there and start doing all these daily or weekly tasks because they can't get in there. And it's extremely expensive to, to even live in, in that world. We're targeting individuals that already have some preventative care background. So for example, people that feed their dogs uh, raw food or people that feed their dogs fresh food, that is a preventative care tactic to do that. Food is one way to prevent issues from arising down the line. And so those individuals already have some awareness on how crucial preventative care is and that the price point to do these preventative care tasks is very high. And for $59 a month, when they're paying $60 
a day for doggy daycare or when they're paying $280 a month for raw food, the difference is pretty is is pretty stark and the message sells itself. That's that's a great answer. You talk about how Vetted is a premium brand and we've been talking about expansion plans, either that's other cities, other pets, fundraising. Do you have any concerns that as Vetted expands, you lose certain degrees of quality control and that utmost premium pet care that you're so passionate about? So of course, when you expand, you always think about the quality, like is the quality going to go down? And I would love for that to be a problem I have to face soon, honestly. That would be a gift as an entrepreneur, you know. Uh, but I would say that what we would do in the future once we get to a scalable model that we need to penetrate maybe new markets, we would do what other premium brands do, which is you offer a product that is more accessible. Once you already establish your brand and once you already have that level of quality, you're able to then offer a product that isn't as expensive, but has maybe a smaller scope. So whatever we do, we would still do excellent. We just might minimize the scope so that the price point matches kind of the product market fit of a new user base. I think about it kind of like Apple or kind of like Uber. Those are two companies that have premium products. They're highly priced, but all if you look at all of their strategies in the past, they first started with a premium. They started with the best of the best. And then they started to offer once they scaled and once they looked to penetrate new markets and have more market share, then they said, for example, with Uber, they said, you know what, let's put, you know, um, Uber pool. Let's put an option that is accessible to more people. But whatever we do, we're still going to do it as best as we can and still have those premium products leading the way. We, we love a good analogy and that's, that's, that's awesome. I think that nails the nails the hits the nail on the head Yeah. <laughs> in the sense of maintaining that premium brand reputation, but also being able to capture a larger segment of the market. That got my juices flowing with kind of the thinking about Uber and we've talked about network effects on previous episodes and also leveraging community, I guess. My question would be, how do you think about building a strong community within Vetted and leveraging network effects that will come along with that, that can help you grow that community much more quickly? Absolutely. I mean, the pet industry, almost all the successful companies you'll see, they're all about community and word of mouth. And I think if I, if I look at the other players in the space right now, they don't have a strong ground game. And that's really where we're also differentiated. We have a very strong ground game. I mean, we're partnered with the best rescues and the best shelters in Chicago. We're partnered with the best doggy daycares. We have a whole community of dog walkers and dog groomers that help us get the word out there. So we're really focusing on on the ground marketing and that's growing the community in and of itself because you basically are touching people from the same communities. They see each other in other places, and now they're all part of this vetted membership, which is basically what it's saying about you is that you are really in the tier of excellent pet parenting. And so that idea of excellent pet parenting, what we're doing is we're, we're gamifying our app to have that excellent pet parenting angle. So for example, on the app, you guys can all download it 
on app on uh, app store or on google play it's all there basically what you have is you have these reminders that i mentioned about when you should do important care tasks every time you do these reminders you get points and these points they're actually giving you the option to get cash back you can choose do i want 150 bucks back in in dollars like deposited into my bank account or do I want to get $200 in credit to use on the store through our app? And we have an online store where every single product went through the vetted council. Think about how many hundreds of hours of work we just went through to identify which products are a disaster and which products are excellent. And that's what's on our store. So you could just use the $200 of credit, you could just use it in the store and then you don't need to buy it from other places and spend actual cash. So we have gamified our app and we're going to continuously gamify the app so that people are in that tier of excellent pet parenting. Therefore, they feel part of that community. Vetted, vetted. That's why we call ourselves vetted. We love the yeah. vetted, you know? <laughs> you know what? It just, I think it just occurred to both of us that <laughs> that's, that's why the name is what it is. But that's awesome. Yeah. Are there any founders or companies that you're particularly inspired by? So there are a few. So I would say that two of my advisors, the advisors of Vetted, they're incredible individuals and I'm extremely inspired by them. They're both CEOs and lead their companies just in, you see what they're doing and you understand how much impact you can have as a business founder, which is incredible to know that you could do in your lifetime. And maybe you could do it a few times for some founders. <laughs> so uh, one of them is Dr. David Bessler, who's the CEO of the Veterinary Emergency Group. And he is totally revolutionizing the emergency care for uh, practices in the veterinary space. One example I can give you is it's a typical process that if you're a vet and you go work for a practice, you basically, you have to sign a non-compete and you can't work in any practices after you leave for a couple of years. Just think about that from a mark, from an economy standpoint, that's a disaster. And he just decided that he's over, he's over it. So his entire, all his practices just say no non-competes ever. That's not helpful for society. And so now he's spearheaded that. And that's the type of cultural change that really inspires me as a CEO to say, wow, I can have so much impact. What am I going to actually do with my power? Like, how am I going to utilize the power that I do have in this position? So that's one. And I'd say my, sec my one of our other advisors, he is the CEO of a company called OneStep. And they're doing something similar to us, but in the human healthcare space. So they are a physical therapy platform and they connect you uh, to phys digital physical therapists. So you can do it everywhere. And they have also just a lot of technology. So your phone kind of tracks if your physical, if your body movements are getting better or not better. So it's really fascinating what they're working on and just seeing how he's navigated product market fit, pricing, scaling, fundraising. I mean, it's just incredible to see someone do something from scratch. He's two years ahead of us. So he really guides us on, 
you know, I already made all these mistakes. Don't do this. So that's a huge plus. I'd say those are really the two companies that for me, just seeing the real side of the startup from the internal perspective, just inspire me incredibly. Well, our, our last question, you kind of already answered it, but a question we ask every guest is what startup or startups do you have your eye on? Maybe outside of the pet care space or adjacent to vetted that, that we can look into. We always want to learn about new startups. So one that I'm really passionate about is called Empathy. It's just a beautiful concept and it's a very difficult uh, problem. So that's why I'm just so inspired by what they're doing. But empathy basically is your companion when you suffer from grief. So when someone passes away, for example, like what are you supposed to do? Because you totally shut down, you know, and they basically walk you through all of the process, like legal, tax, emotional. It's just like all encompassing when in the grieving process. So this is one company that I'm just amazed by how personalized they are and the emotional intelligence factor that you can't really think about because sometimes you're like in a business and there's pressure from all angles. The investors are like, you know, give me the profits and get the most this. And you're just being pulled in many, many directions. And I think that to be able to navigate that, but still be a human being, you know, a human being first is just incredible. I mean, empathy sounds awesome. Sam and I are definitely going to check it out. And I think it aligns with another trend that we love to highlight, which is like impact investing, really a startup that's focused on making a tangible impact on society or human beings, as opposed to putting profits in the balance sheet first. Absolutely. I mean, those are the investors I'm also looking for. You know, when everyone thinks that when you're looking for 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 money, you're basically like anyone I can get, I bring on. And I just as a professional fundraise, I highly advise against that. You need to find the right fit for you. You need to think about it like a marriage, because if a good investor comes on, they're staying for all the rounds. You know, they might have a board seat like it's like a marriage, you know, so find <laughs> the one that fits you. So if they're not into like mission driven organizations, then it's just not going to be a good fit at Vetted because we're all here. We're doing what we're doing because of the mission, because we love our pets. We want them to live as long as possible with us with the highest quality of life. And we as pet parents want to know that we did everything we could to give them that. I think that probably about does it for the episode. What a conversation. I mean, we, we covered, you know, a wide range of topics, really excited to see vetted grow and help tell that story. Yeah. So. And thank you so much, Maya, for taking the time. Uh, this was absolutely awesome and an honor to have you on the podcast. Of course. Thank you both so much. And we'll, uh, we'll chat in our next round of funding. Let's make it, let's make it happen. That's good. Before we jump off here, what's the best way for people to find vetted, follow you guys on social media or to connect with you if they want to learn more about the company? Yes. At vetted pet health is our Instagram. Check us out and getvetted.io is our website getvetted.io 
if you reach out on the contact us page, then we all get that email. So feel free to to ping us. We, we're happy to chat. And any pet parents, we want you to be part of our vetted family. So we're here for you. Any questions, we'll, we're here to handhold you throughout the whole thing from A to Z. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for your next dose of startups and venture capital on Venture Pill. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little okey, okey, dokey. That's alright, but wait, I don't know how to do that.